exploding with flavor. It's the Relevant Podcast. Relevant Podcast. Anytime, anywhere. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Friday the 13th <laughs> edition of the Relevant Podcast. The gruesome stepchild held in the basement of the of Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com. Tortured to the brink of insanity. <laughs> we don't have basements in Florida. No, we don't. So There's a couple people that do. It's attic. called indoor swimming pools. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, okay, so this edition of the Relevant Podcast is going to be unique because, as you might know, based on looking at your iTunes directory, it's a double dip. Whoa! Two podcasts in one day. Yeah, we're playing a double header. So, not only... Hopefully, you just listened to last week's. That's what I'm hoping. Because, like a good Seinfeld episode, they'll play off each other. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you're going to get the continuity all messed up if you don't go back and listen to the last one. You're going to be like... Wait, wait. Lloyd died. What? Where? <laughs> when did this happen? Oh, well, I haven't you introduced have to anyone to the last right. one. I, I should go back and inter- you know. I'm assuming you already know who you are because you just listened to the last one. Right. Sure. But for We're those of you, famous. for those of you who don't, I'm Cameron Strang, and here with me is editorial director Adam Smith. Greetings. And my wife and operations manager Maya Strang. Hello. Lloyd Kinsley still on deadline, but will join us later. Really? Yeah, he'll be here for certain segments of in, today's. In a shocking return, the end of last week's podcast and most of this week's podcast will turn out to have been a dream. (laughs) Or a nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So today's podcast, we will have the part two of the performance, the New Frontiers. Frontiers. We'll, We'll perform in this week's podcast. We have a game today. We do. You want to allude to it at all? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. <laughs> so that's coming up later. We'll have slices. We'll have your feedback and uh, entertainment releases. So here you go. Here's entertainment releases coming out on Tuesday, June 17th. I feel odd. I'm wearing a hat. Yeah. Uh, a fedora on top of your headphones. <laughs> I was wearing a fedora. Had to wear headphones. So now the fedora's yeah. on the headphones. And it makes you look either, like Maya said, like Mr. Potato Head, mm-hmm. or like uh, <laughs> or like Clem Kadiddlehopper from the old Red Skelton show. <laughs> um, music coming out on Tuesday. We got Coldplay with Viva La Vida or Death and All His Friends. Whoa. Lloyd just walked in. He's alive! Wow, it turns out all last week's podcast was a dream. (laughs) He's been alive the whole time. Lloyd's jumping in, so forget the whole thing that we just said about him coming later in the podcast. He's here now. It was later is sooner. Yeah, it was a twist. You're in a time warp. It's like (laughs) a Twilight Zone episode. It really is. And then, which is appropriate because it's Friday the Thirteenth, right? And at the end, it turns out it was Earth all along. So Coldplay's coming out, uh, but pretty much everybody's already heard the entire thing because they've been streaming it online for mm-hmm. about two weeks. It's good. Very it's, good. It's, it's really good. quite good. Of Can't course. wait to go to the tour. Coldplay. <laughs> they put on one of the best live shows I've ever seen. The Not Wist with The Devil You Plus Me. Or The No Twist. Really? <laughs> Spelled <laughs> N-O-T. Hmm. Or N-O. T-W-I-S-T. No twist. The no twist. Not, not twist. Right. The okay. no twist. <laughs> the no twist. Uh, Tilly in the wall with O or zero, depending on how you want to read it. <laughs> Gasse, I, I hope that Tilly in the wall's uh, record label isn't listening. Not a fan. Not a fan. Of that I'm, album? I'm a huge fan of Tilly in the wall. Uh, just that Huge album. fan. This album just didn't connect with it. Hmm. Wolf Parade with at Mount Zoomer. Mm. I'm excited about that No idea about who that, that is. <laughs> oh, Wolf Parade? They're awesome. They're Canadian. 
or oh. at Mount Zoomer. <laughs> it could be or out Mount Uma. It's true. Out Mount Zoom. Yeah, it's an extreme spelling. Unts Umer. And the wedding with the sound, the steel EP on Brave New World. Movies coming out on Friday, June twentieth. One week from Friday the thirteenth. <laughs> Basically, we just have two of them, uh, and they've both been marketed to death. Get smart with Steve Carell um. and. Dwayne Johnson. Anyone else think that all the funny moments in that film are in the trailer? Most likely. Probably. Yeah, I have no idea. I, it could be actually an enjoyable movie, or it could be I'd say, yeah, utterly I think that, horrible. I don't think that's going to be like a grey territory. It's either going to be black or white. Right. I think it's going to be horrible or amazing. Mm-hmm. Nowhere in between. Agreed. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think amazing would be the right adjective. I don't think anybody <laughs> will come out and say it was amazing, but like very good or very funny. Hey, the rock but you're right, like, it'll be really funny or really horrible. Well, I can't imagine Dwayne Johnson aligning himself with anything that's not going to be quality. (laughs) (laughs) Dwayne Johnson, for those of you who don't keep up with things, is The Rock. Yeah. Otherwise known as Jesus. I love The Rock. I do love The Rock. (laughs) Or Peter. I guess it would be Peter because Peter is The Rock. I've heard you can't stop The Rock. (laughs) Uh, Wasn't Peter The Rock upon which he would build his church? He was, because his name was Kepha. Which is Aramaic for rock. Or in Greek, Petros. Petros. <laughs> which would be Peter. You're so smart. Uh, that's called, Knowledge is a flowing. <laughs> yeah, that's called being a theology major. <laughs> also coming out, speaking of theology, The Love Guru. <laughs> starring Mike Myers. Just this is pretty mu- isn't this pretty much Austin Powers 4? Yeah, it's <laughs> right. starring Mike Myers and all the jokes he's been doing for the last 15 years. <laughs> yeah. I don't, don't want to see that one. Really? Yeah. But Justin Timberlake's in a Speedo. Uh, Justin Timberlake is legitimately hilarious, but... (laughs) Even when he's not trying. (laughs) No, I like Justin Timberlake, even as a a snobby hipster. I I like Justin Timberlake a lot. He brought sexy back. He certainly did. He brought back, and it appears to be here to stay. Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't look like it's going anywhere anytime soon. It's not a fad. No. Uh, that'll do it for your entertainment releases up next. Slices. You're listening to Carolina Liar, which is pretty much everybody who lives in that state. (laughs) That's been my experience. It's called I'm Not Over, from the album Coming to Terms. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Be Your Own Pet with with, uh, The Kelly Affair, uh, with the album Get Awkward, which Lloyd (laughs) co-wrote. I'm not going to go into that. (laughs) Oh, man. Um... So I had an interesting week before we get into news. Yeah, apparently. This week, uh, speaking of news, because I was in some of you them. You were. I, I met with Barack Obama. And uh, it was it, the AP and some other places picked I started getting a lot of emails yesterday. Mm-hmm. And people were like, wait, wait, wait. Wait, what? You met with Barack Obama? You know. So, uh, oh, I got a lot of emails yesterday, but a lot of them were just trying to sell me some kind of pill. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's the one. It's the ones from my mum that hurt the most. <laughs> the scene. The <laughs> the, uh, the C one Alice was that it? Yeah, that's that's the one. I believe. The Vi one Ag Rat. Yes. <laughs> uh, it was interesting. We we he had a off the record meeting with. I it was like twenty to thirty religious leaders and. Looking around the table, I was there to represent everyone under the age of 60. (laughs) Um, It's a lot of responsibility. (laughs) It was. I felt the weight of it on my shoulders. Uh, They they reached out to us to come and just... uh, They made very clear that it was not a solicitation of endorsement, but it was um, just an opportunity to hear from the senator, um, have religious leaders kind of bring up issues that matter to the faith community, Mm -hmm. and have an open dialogue about it. That's why it's off the record. I mean, pretty much everything I've read, though everybody's on rec- you know, officially acknowledging the meeting happened, nobody's 
said anything that he discussed there, and I want to, and I'll respect that. <laughs> I thought you were going to say. I'm going to be the first. Until <laughs> now. Yeah. Yeah. I actually have a written transcript of everything that's happened. <laughs> yeah. And so, I lifted his wallet. <laughs> <laughs> so Obama's Secret Service is going to show up and take us away. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. But it was, it, was a, it was a very eclectic group. You, I, mean, I mean, this isn't hidden information, but I mean, looking around the room, there was T.D. Jakes and Franklin Graham and Max Licato and um, some pastors, um, like Joel Hunter from here in Orlando, mm-hmm. who happened to be on our flight. It was kind of funny. And um, and then a lot of denomination heads, a couple of like Christian charity heads, like Catholic Charities and a couple of others. And then like the head of like InterVarsity Christian Fellowship. So I guess he represents college students. Sure. But he himself was not. And your dad. And my dad was there, right. Um, so there's a couple of us in, in the media. <laughs> And me and and my dad and I did not know that the other one was invited nor going until <laughs> right before the trip. Yeah. So now let me ask you this: I don't know if this is on the record yet or not. So if I'm overstepping my boundaries, let me know. But how is uh, you and Obama's couples figure skating routine coming up <laughs> for uh, for the uh, twenty? Uh, 2010 Winter Olympics. We haven't spent a ton of time on it because well, my skirt is still in being altered. Yeah, so he's been busy, I'm sure, but yeah, it, it we was really want to take gold, Cameron. I'll tell you what what was <laughs> covered America. topically. Yeah. He talked about his personal faith. He talked about um, he talked about we talked pretty pointedly and for sixty percent of the time about abortion, um, gay marriage. Obviously, was brought up. Uh, war, um, poverty issues, education, you know, the whole gamut, but filtered through the lens of the perspective of, you know, spiritual leaders and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, I'll say this, my impression was that he was very honest. Of course, I also am very aware that he knew who he was talking to. Um, I think that it is, should not be um, underplayed that he is the first of the two candidates to actively and boldly reach out to the faith community. We're, you know, um, my attendance is not an endorsement. If McCain had a similar meeting, I would attend as well. Yeah, there is, there has been no meeting by McCain. I'm sure there will be, but you know, what about if Nader had a similar meeting? Dude, I got an. I first of all did not know he was still in the race until <laughs> last night. I got an email from somebody in his campaign, okay, talking about the fact that Nader was right about the NBA playoffs. <laughs> did um, you see this? What? Okay, I'm going to pull up the email because yeah. you got to read this. Uh, my guess also is that like if if he has a function, it won't be like you know. McCain will have like a nice dinner. Barack Obama has his nice lunch, and like Nader's would probably be like, "We're meeting at the park. Please bring a, a, <laughs> a cold side dish, you know, like potato salad." <laughs> Nader in the NBA is the title of the email from somebody on the Nader team. Want to support a presidential candidate who calls it as he sees it, without fear or favor? Just look at today's headlines, and you'll see that Nader was the early warning system. From food safety, bad tomatoes, to cracking down on corporate (laughs) crime, subprime meltdown, to the oil industry, $4 a gallon, to health insurance, 42% of adult Americans now underinsured or uninsured, to the corporate control of the two major political parties, corporate contributions to the Democratic Party convention in Denver, to the war in Iraq, to the NBA playoffs. (laughs) The NBA playoffs? Yes, when it comes to the NBA playoffs, Ralph was right. And he got it right early. Back in 2002, Ralph was sitting at home watching Game 6 of the NBA playoff game between the big TV market Los Angeles Lakers and the small TV market Sacramento Kings. The Kings were up three games to two. One win and the Kings would move on. Shaq and Kobe and the Lakers would be out. In that crucial Game 6 in Los Angeles, the referees called foul after foul against the Kings. But when Kobe Bryant elbowed Mike Bibby's nose, sending Bibby to the sideline bleeding, no foul was called. It was that bad. As the Washington Post, Michael Wilbon put it at the time, quote, I've never seen officiating in a game of consequence as bad as that in game six. The Lakers shot 40 free throws in that game six, 27 in the fourth quarter. 
won, quote-unquote, the game 106-102, eliminated the Kings, and went on to beat the Nets for their third straight NBA championship. Ralph Nader saw injustice, and on June 4, 2002, Ralph wrote to NBA Commissioner David Stern asking for an investigation. Ralph personally spoke with Stern, but Stern stiffed Ralph. No action was taken. Yesterday, former NBA referee Tom Donaghy, now convicted of conspiring with gamblers, was pointing fingers at his colleagues. Donaghy's lawyer, John Loro, says NBA executives directed referees to, quote, manipulate games in order to, quote, boost ticket sales and television ratings. According to Loro and the crucial 2002 Lakers-Kings game that Ralph complained to Stern about, quote, Tim learned from referee A that referees A that referees A and F wanted to extend the series to seven games. Tim knew referees A and F to be, quote, company men, always acting in the interest of the NBA, and that night it was in the NBA's interest to add another game to the series. Close quote. We tell our kids that sports teaches lessons about life. The lesson we learned from the 2002 NBA playoffs, Ralph was right. <laughs> the Ralph Gonz- or the Nader Gonzalez platform of truth, justice, and challenging the abuse of power deserves a hearing in this crucial election year from the NBA to the Congress to the White House to K Street. Time to give America a choice for an independent voice. Well, wait a second. He was right about the NBA playoffs? Well, let us make this man our king. Yeah. <laughs> he has all the qualifications I need to see. Move over, Nostradamus. <laughs> he watches sports. <laughs> wow. that, I mean, that is a thorough and serious, totally serious argument. Yeah. It was. You know? For, for letting a guy run an entire country. <laughs> I was sitting at home watching the NBA playoffs. I'm like, hey, what gives? Make me president. <laughs> These kind of shenanigans won't be going on. I can tell you that much. Oh, I couldn't believe it. That was that was great. That was great. Running our party <laughs> platform of fair basketball games. <laughs> hey, I'd be all for that. <laughs> you have my vote, Nader. Yeah. So it was an, it was a very interesting meeting. Very, very interesting meeting. That's all I can really say. Um it was, since it was off the record, no no articles coming um or planned right now, though. We are discussing uh, in what way we want to tackle the issues around this political season. Um, you know, we feel like we have a unique opportunity to talk about stuff now that is very uh, important that maybe, you know, is less timely a year mm-hmm. from now. It would seem to be. So we uh, <laughs> can't really rock the vote a year from now. <laughs> so we're looking into that. Um, you know, Relevant won't endorse a candidate, but Relevant will definitely look... Uh, boldly and honestly at the issues that matter to us as young Christians. Hip. Yes, according to the Chicago (laughs) Sun-Times, hip young Christian voters. (laughs) Yeah. The Chicago Sun-Times reference about relevant or description of relevant was that we were hold it back. We are hip. (laughs) I I honestly don't know. I think like one guy, because it got picked up a bunch of places and they're it isn't an exhaustive list of people that attended. You know what I mean? That that made mm. these stories. It wasn't all twenty one or twenty two, mm. but we made it. I mean, we were mentioned. You got I, like a whole paragraph. You did, and In everyone else just sometimes. like listed their names. That's yeah, like, strange. That's really weird. It was weird. It was yeah, but I, so I don't know who like went to the press. I honestly think that it was probably somebody who wasn't. Um, you know, obviously, I was the. You know, the one of these squares is doing his own thing. You know, I was the one who didn't fit with everybody else in the room. Right. right. I had to buy a suit for the meeting, mm-hmm. you know. And that actually came up. Like, one of the guys leaned over to me and was like, how often do you wear a suit? I go, I had to buy one on Sunday. <laughs> oh, and then he was, was like, yeah, I know the tags on the back. <laughs> <laughs> that, that became the talk of the table because they all thought it was hilarious that I had to buy a suit. But um, after, um, but I think that um, maybe somebody there of my level, not of the level of the people, most of the people at the table, sure. probably wanted to make a name for themselves and went to the press. Mm. It was like, hey, I was important and I was at this meeting. Mm. Let me give you the inside scoop. You know what I mean? Not cool, leak, whoever you are. <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, the press went to Franklin Graham and went to T.D. Jakes, and they right. gave statements. Um, yeah, you know, but very general statements. Franklin Graham, and this was reported, um, asked Barack Obama pointedly at the end of the meeting, pointedly, do you believe Jesus is the only way to heaven, or do you believe he's a way to heaven? And I can't. Say what he said. said. (laughs) Tune in next week for the shocking conclusion. (laughs) Um, And my my dad is the one who asked very pointedly about the abortion issue. 
And then it was brought up by about six or seven other people more kind of getting a little deeper into it. And what about this? And what about that? And whatever. But, um, he cleared up some misconceptions Mm -hmm. that have been reported as fact. And I now understand things that have been reported that I believe to be true as untrue from his own mouth and confirmed by his campaign staff that things that have been reported about some of his stances on abortion to be false. Like, mm-hmm. like this is misinformation that's been circulated, and I and I thought it was true. Did Did you see that his campaign started a uh, a Snopes type website to debunk some of the? Uh, yeah. No, but that's genius. That have been swirling about. about yeah, him. yeah, that's interesting. It is genius. So you know, it was you know, I th- my takeaway was this. I felt like you know, he's a politician. He knows who he was talking to. So he, um, I respected the fact that he was consistent in his messaging of stuff that I had read in his plan for America and in his book. He did not cater to the audience and say what they wanted to hear on certain things that he knew were disagree- points of disagreement on right. moral issues. He stood his ground, but he gave a f- more thorough explanation, and he seemed very reasonable mm-hmm. in his con- how he got to the conclusions that he's come to. Secondly, I, I thought it was very significant that he actually that his campaign initiated this meeting. I thought that the people that were there were very wisely selected. It was not progressive and liberal Christians. It was the full spectrum. And T.D. Jake said that in one of the, one of the articles. That it was every stripe of Christianity was represented, and I, and I can confirm that. It was the entire spectrum. <laughs> there were people that were... It would be very tough to even qualify them as Christian. They were so liberal. And there were people who I couldn't believe they accepted the invitation. You know... Mm. Um, so that gave for lively discussion. I thought that was important too. Um, and I thought he was, uh, very honest. I, I was very sincere and, uh, was impressed with him. And you can see in person why he's as popular as he is. And many people like him as much as they do. Uh, he's very personable, uh, shook every person's hand. He, he actually signed my, my book. I had, I, to, to do the crash course on Obama 101, I was reading his book on the plane on the way up. And so I had it with me and, uh, uh, he signed it, uh, keep dreaming the dream, Cameron. <laughs> Is that what he said? <laughs> yeah. Well, nice. that, that's, isn't that you guys motto for your figure skating? <laughs> that's the song we're dancing to. To keep dreaming the dream. Yeah. It's an original but, score I wrote. <laughs> uh, loosely based on a sticks song. <laughs> Which was which one? Sticks, just any song. Any song by Sticks. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's all you need for the joke to work. How did it go? I can't remember. I scored this thing like a year ago, but I can't really remember the melody of "Keep Dreaming the Dream." Um, gosh, (laughs) let me see. I think it went something like "Domo arigato, Mister Roboto, Domo, 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 Domo," something like that. I that's how that's it starts, plagiarism. anyway. I think that's how it starts. Right. That is how it starts. Um, so, uh, Senator, M- or, uh, Senator McCain... Um, I'm sure his great-great-grandchildren are listening. Yeah, if you're out oh, there listening. Oh, snap! Oh, snap! Oh, 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 oh. No joke. Some of his ancestors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, if, uh, if you're out there listening to your gramophone oh geez we messed up uh, the gauntlet's been cast down hey listen he knows he's old uh, we're not saying anything no, that's not public and the thing on saturday night live you know yeah that was genius you certainly want someone who's incredibly incredibly old yeah. <laughs> um yeah well you know i think he should have a similar caucus and uh obama said r- repeatedly um that is his desire that this isn't a one-time thing that is a recurring thing and that uh faith leaders would have continual voice and access to him in the white house and that he would seek their counsel in that throughout the campaign, he wants to hear uh, about the issues that matter to this group of people. And I implore Senator McCain to do something similar because there's a lot of Christians that don't feel perfectly comfortable with either candidate. And if one is talking about the importance of the mm-hmm. <laughs> Christians being involved in their campaign and one isn't, and um, right. my dad in his column used the term that the McCain campaign is right now stiff arming Christians, you know, mm. Christian leaders. And uh, if he doesn't stop that, my goodness, it's not going to be close. So, you know, I implore him to to reach out. Not to me, per se. I mean, that's fine. I didn't think I'd be 
invited anyway. I was surprised, but I mean, to that'd Christians. be an even bigger age gap in the room. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, I was there to represent everyone under ninety. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, with Senator McCain in the room, the average age was brought up to two hundred. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was my week. What'd you guys do? <laughs> Came to I, work. I, I rode my bike. So I tried to ride my, my, my bike this morning, and the time was flat. My Facebook Aww. status says Cameron met with Barack Obama this week. What did you do? And somebody posted on it last night. Um, I met with your mom this week. And, <laughs> oh! I, and, I, and I wrote back. I go. My mom passed away earlier this year. <laughs> <laughs> She didn't. She didn't, listeners. She didn't. So she when didn't. he writes back feeling completely awful, I'm like, I was just kidding. <laughs> oh, that's awful. That is absolutely awful. I don't but know. Cameron what- Strang, you are just too much. <laughs> yeah. do, do you remember the Curb Your Enthusiasm where Larry David, his mother passes away, and uh, he's in New York like filming this this movie. He comes back to check on his dad, you know, and he he doesn't even know. And uh, his dad's trying to tell him, well, you know, uh, I was a little busy. I couldn't call you back. Your mother was sick. And, uh, you know, she said, don't bother Larry. Whatever you do, don't bother Larry. He's (laughs) in New York. He needs to have a good time. It's like, oh, okay. So she's better now? He's like, in a way, more or less. (laughs) He's like, where is she? He's like, well, she kind of passed away he's like you didn't call me it's like we said she said don't bother larry <laughs> like, just goes on and on but then he finds out that he can use my mother died as uh, an excuse for anything and so he's trying to get out of all these social engagements he doesn't want to go to with like i'm sorry my mother just died and i need some time <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> oh so great before we get into slices i have a quick housekeeping update um, many of you know that we published books for five years, and we have them all, or most of them, still in print. Mm-hmm. And we decided that as our Father's Day gift to you, what Lloyd to Lloyd, we would we would put all every book we've ever published, whether it was a thirty dollar book or an eight dollar book, we put every book we've ever published on sale at relevantstore.com for four dollars. No, that's that, that's crazy. No, our prices are so low it's insane. Four dollars. <laughs> there is a team of uh psychiatrists actually doing evaluations of us right now because of this sale. So uh, it's been going on for a little a little while, and we just wanted to make sure that you podcast listeners knew that this was the last week for the $4 sale. Right. So if you've ever wanted to stock your library with books that you probably won't read, but it looks like you're a reader, right, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, this is a great way yeah. to do it because it's only 4 bucks. Or if you, you stock your shelves with books that you read the first paragraph and don't go any further, here are some that actually you will go further in. Hopefully. That's and, goal. and, you know, there are some real gems. I'll tell you right now, there's some great books that we published. There's some absolute duds as well. But <laughs> yeah, for four bucks, tell, we're not going to tell you which one. Yeah, it's like buying bucks. a lottery ticket. Yeah, take, like take the risk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, take the risk. Life's a lottery, people. Be lucky. Yeah. Um, and I, I would say if you don't act on this now, if you wait until after the sale, you are going to feel like an idiot. And. You'll get to the end of your life and feel like you've accomplished nothing. <laughs> you, pretty much the everything from here on out will seem empty and meaningless. And you will lay on your deathbed and think, why didn't I take advantage of that book sale? And, and not only this, there's volume discounts. If you want to buy 10 books, you can get them for only $40. That's that's insane, Cameron. And you can get 20 books for only $80. My Wow. Yeah. wow. My goodness. You could build the entire library of every book we've ever published, which is like 70 of them, for only $280. Wow. Nice. That's, should do it. That's a steal, yep. is what it is. It's like you're walking in here and robbing us, like some kind of some kind of Like that homeless guy did on Thursday. Yeah, like some kind of degenerate criminal. That's Our prices are so low, it makes you look like a degenerate for taking advantage of us in this way. How dare you, folks? Honestly. How dare you? It's sickening. How do you sleep is, at night? It is appalling. With four, buying our books for $4. We're trying to stay in business here. Yeah. How we dare to, you? We have to eat, okay? But I think you should go, go to the website. Yeah. <laughs> go right now. Do it. And take Please, my children need shoes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Something's better than nothing, okay? I can at least buy ramen noodles. All right, and uh, now with slices. Here's Adam. So, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen Iron Man. Yes. (laughs) What am I saying? (laughs) Of course you've seen Iron Man. It's awesome. I don't know if you remember, but uh, in in the film, there is what appears to be a very obvious Burger King product placement. right? Right. Turns out that's not product placement at all. Really? That's Robert Downey Jr.'s nod to Burger King and how he believes it saved his life. He said he, uh, you know, he he struggled with uh, drug addiction for a long time. He'd been arrested a number of times, spent a, a year in prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, back in 2003, he uh, he had a bunch of drugs in the car. He'd, he'd been on a bender, and uh, he stops at Burger King to pick up a burger. He said that burger was so awful, and it made him feel so bad, he thought he had overdosed, he threw all his drugs away, and decided right then he was going to turn his life around. Hasn't used. So, wow. That so is, that basically, is Burger King was so <laughs> awful that it saved his life. And so he's got it in there what, as if to credit them. Exactly. The credit is that you suck. It's a, The credit is your burgers are so terrible, they make I everyone thought poorly. I was going to die. Yeah. <laughs> And hence, it scared me off drugs. Wow. So yeah, it wasn't product placement. It was Robert Downey Jr. himself wanted that in there. I haven't had Burger King since December. I actually really like Burger. King. I haven't had actually. I haven't had a Burger King burger since I gave up drugs. <laughs> <laughs> so Wednesday. <laughs> I would, well, I'm, I would not. I'm That's still why Lloyd was them. out last week. Yeah, I'm still eating them all the time. Take that as you will. <laughs> <laughs> so next time you go to the airport. You, and you decide to step into the scanner, it may see everything underneath your clothes. Ooh. Yeah. They are putting 10 security scanners. Uh, they're putting uh, security scanners in 10 U.S. airports starting in April. Arizona uh, was the first one to get one. It, it emits millimeter waves that go through the clothes to identify metal, plastics, ceramics, chemical materials, and explosives. Man, I'm waves. in a lot of trouble. Huh? Yeah. Millimeter waves? Millimeter. M I L L I meter. Yeah, millimeter. Millimeter waves. Those actually seem like fairly big waves. I'm in a lot of trouble then if I go anywhere near any ten of those ten. <laughs> any of those ten airports. I have more plastic, metal, and it's true. goodness knows what in my body that yeah. that whole thing's going to go crazy. You've got that wooden. I've leg. heard the plastic story, the metal stories. I don't want to hear the goodness knows what stories. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it does say that you can see the passenger's sexual organs un- like through the thing, but you can decline well, to have it and instead get the pat down. They're trying to put these in there so that you don't have to do the pat you down. You don't have to get pat down. What? Yeah. They oh, can man, see you them. You can see his whole area. That's what it says. You can see everything. Wow. <laughs> they wait, have- wait, wait. Is it literally like they have a, com- a screen that they look at and it's naked flesh, or is it like it looks like an x-ray? It probably, I doubt it just looks like you standing there naked. Yeah, it's they've not, not like, made It's not like x-ray glasses. crazy x-ray yeah. glasses. <laughs> um, I'm sure it's just, it looks like, you know. A, a weird x-ray, but you can see. You're sure, genitals. but you right. don't know. They want to have 30 what? of them in the country by the sure, USA, by the end of, the, of 2008. True. I don't know. 2008, but in all of them by 2008. 30. 30 machines installed across the country by the end of 2008. They're currently in both Washington airports, New York's Kennedy, Los Angeles, Phoenix, Dallas, Las Vegas, Albuquerque, Miami, and Detroit. Well, good thing it's in Albuquerque. Yeah, it certainly <laughs> is. That is a, a It's a security hotspot. Hub. Yeah. Uh, I right now, all 10 of those airports are looking for employees to run the machine. So if you're a pervert <laughs> and you've got nothing to do, yeah. I just call. imagine like the TSA employees slowly being replaced by leering old men <laughs> in the raincoats. Okay. Um, this is an interesting story from my home country. Uh, a shock party go dressed in a, as in a large bumblebee costume gave birth during a, the, in the middle of a hen party without knowing she was even pregnant. Wait, so, what, First of all, what's a hen party? What's, what's a, a hen, hen party? party? Uh, oh, what do you call that? Maybe? Is it like a bachelorette party? Bachelorette party. Okay. okay. Yeah. Do they do things on the farm? No, I think <laughs> hen. I guess. No, no. Sure. Hen. Uh, yeah. What's like, the guy's I mean, called? Yeah. That's, well, I wouldn't. It's yeah. called stag. a rooster party. No, it's called the stag. So they're saying that a hen gets with a stag, a oh, horse. Yeah. <laughs> well, a stag is a deer. Stag's a deer. Oh. Well, that makes more sense then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah so a deer and, you a, can and totally a chicken. See a yeah. Deer and a chicken. Which yeah. came first? That's not disgusting. <laughs> no. It's that's normal. Yeah. So she um. 
That's really strange, your country there, by the way. What is? <laughs> that that we have hen and stag parties. Yeah, it should be a stag and a doe party, or it should be a hen and a rooster party, or it should be a bachelor and bachelorette party. <laughs> Do you know what? I've, I've It's bad of me. I've never even thought to question it. It's just been drummed into my head. Yeah, so she was wearing, I mean, at the party she was wearing a large bumblebee costume, and all I can think of is when the baby came out, was it wearing a tiny baby bumblebee (laughs) uniform? (laughs) Oh, hey, y'all, I'm going to sting (laughs) you. Number one, was she the girl from the Blind Melon video? (laughs) I doubt it. Um, Number two, do you remember the incredibly old Saturday Night Live video with John Belushi uh, dressed as a bee? Yes. And the girl comes into a professor like, I don't deserve this bee. Yeah. And uh, then he's like, I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you a B plus. And he hands her like a little, <laughs> a little kid dressed in a B outfit. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Yeah. Now, it seems that a lot of the parties over there in, in London, you guys dress up. Like she was a bumblebee. At well, a here's the party. thing. I'm not going to say anything. I mean, if we have any UK listeners from Newcastle, this happened in Newcastle. Um, let's just say that kind of thing happens a lot there. Okay. So. People dressing, people, you're saying people dressing as bees or people giving birth without knowing yeah the second part I mean it's <laughs> but do you guys go in costume a lot to things just that's the odd part the here normal course of the life. costume yes <laughs> you know, I mean just actually, normal most parties. hen parties no I mean what tend to what, what, you, what you tend to see is a hen party everyone's dressed all the same in some kind of strange okay. like they'll be wearing like bunny ears what or okay. why just because so you can tell they're on a hen party. Basically, it's like... Here, you, you can tell because they're all plastered drunk. Well, no, yeah. See, <laughs> they're what all happens drinking is, Cosmos. It's, it's almost like it's easier for guys who are looking for a... a, um, a sure. Yes. Yes. Um, they, sure thing. They just look for the bunny ears in the, in the See, room and think, okay, they're going to be drunk within at least 30 no, minutes. here you just look for the apple teenies. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, I guess that's it for slices, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Should be. Next up... The New Frontiers. Boys who called their mothers on that day. With no tough bars, but they had the nerve to go and say. That all your secrets were drowned. With the pioneers who were flooded from this listening to Tokyo Police Club. The song is Tessellate. Well, I guess that would mean to repeat a pattern over and over into an infinity. The album is Elephant Shell. The album should have been called Mandelbrot Set. It's a little joke for all you math nerds. <laughs> the New Frontiers were here last week with Dennis and Whitmer, so we decided, you know, back-to-back podcasts, we'd play them both. Yeah. Sounds good. You can check out their music at the thenewfrontiersmusic.com, which makes sense. Their new album is called Mending, and it's available everywhere right now. So without any further ado, here is The New Frontiers. Uh, my name is Nathan, and we're The New Frontiers. This song is called Black Lungs. Black lungs, it's a kitten when you were young and everyone around you, you saw their sins and you measured up, you wanted to find out just how far you could go, all I wanted was a real you. Am I getting through? If I was blind Said that everything's fine Would you kick me out the back door? Or would you show me what I'm looking for? Holding out for a sign Couldn't make up my mind Would you kick me out the back door Or would you show me what I'm looking for Black lungs 
black lungs I saw your face when I called your bluff And everything around you disappeared So you had to run You wanted to find out Just how far you could go All I wanted was a real you Am I getting through? If I was blind Said that everything's fine Would you kick me out the back door? Or would you show me what I'm looking for? Holding out for a sign Couldn't make up my mind Would you kick me out the back door? Oh, would you show me what I'm looking for? This is our consolation That we only learn to called Look at Miss Ohio uh, by Gillian Welch.
Listening to the New Frontiers, check them out at thenewfrontiersmusic.com. You're listening to Ingrid Michelson. The song is breakable. You know, something struck me when we were doing the New Frontiers thing. Uh, you kind of, you always say kind of when we're going into a band and you're you're talking about their album, that it's available everywhere. Uh, I feel like that might be hyperbole. It's <laughs> available wherever music is sold. Okay, there we go. Because I was going to say like Home Depot, <laughs> probably not. You know. Ingrid Michelson's album is called Girls and Boys, and I know for a fact it's available at Target and Amazon MP3.com, because <laughs> I've seen it with my own eyes. In select grocery stores. <laughs> um, we've decided during the break, while the New Frontiers was playing, you know, we were having a little dance party in here, mm-hmm. we were just listening to it, vibing out. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we, over in the corner, we start some chatter. And in that chatter... We decided or realized that because last week's podcast didn't go up, that you have not replied to the question. Right. Which, frankly, is unacceptable. (laughs) I know. I can't believe it. So what we decided also is that we should not ask another question in this podcast because you still need to answer last week. we don't want to overwhelm you. Right. No, we don't want you to have to think about two things. Yeah. Yeah. So we are going to forego the feedback and editorial question of the week section in this podcast and instead play a game. And the game is themed around Father's Day. In honor of Father's Day and fathers everywhere, Relevant Podcast presents... Yeah, so's your old man. (laughs) All right, you're listening to And So's Your Old Man. Tell us how we play the game, Adam. Well, basically, what we have here is uh, we have a list of questions okay. about uh, famous people, and it just turns out that uh, their their parents are famous too. Their their fathers are famous. So you could, for each of one of these, you could say, "Well, so is your old man." Yeah. So, it sounds like it's going to be a blast. It sounds like the blogosphere will be buzzing about it. It will ignite. Ignite. <laughs> yeah, and you can play at home. Always a plus. Yeah, if you so desire. But since uh, if they only played at home and we didn't have a live contestant, it would be a little difficult to listen to. We decided to go ahead and grab one. Yeah, we'd have no way to gauge how people did. We decided to grab one of our illustrious interns joining us here at the Old Relevant Media Group this summer. None other than John Hammerdance. Welcome, John. Uh, Thank you. Um, Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, Well, my name is John Hammerdance. Uh, 
<laughs> What's your real name? My real name is Justin Sledge. Um, Justin Sledge, Sledge, which turned into Sledgehammer, which turned yeah. to Hammer, which turned into John Hammer Dance all in one lunch. The course of one lunch. Yeah, fast yeah. process. And Jessica. And Jessica. And Justina? No. Uh, I can't remember. Bob? There, there are a lot of girls' much, names thrown in there. Pretty much any random thing that you could think of. I, I was looking the first day. I was he, it was his first day. We went yeah. to a big staff lunch, and we were asking him nickname possibilities. And he said, seriously, whatever you know, whatever you call me, and I turn my head, that's fine. You know, If I look, that's fine. And so <laughs> yeah, the so whole day, we were testing that theory. And it <laughs> turned out to be pretty true. And it, yeah, in the middle of lunch, uh, Adam, sitting 15 feet away, just said, Hey, Jessica. And of course, out of the entire table, <laughs> good old John Hammerdance looked down. <laughs> yeah, but John Hammerdance has been the one that's stuck. And uh, I, I try to gauge every day, Justin, when when we're bandying this John. about, um, whether it, it's kind of like you're kind of laughing internally, like, oh, that's, that's funny. Or if you're just shaking with rage. And like, getting to a breaking point, like, like coming to work with like a like a potato gun one day or something, right? Yeah. And just just snapping one. No, yeah. it's not me. Okay, but man, I don't yeah. want to be left with welts and bruises. No. Uh, so, so John's gonna play the game now. Tell us where you go to school. Um, I go to school um, in Los Angeles, a school, um, Biola University, um, kind of in the ghetto, um, next to La Habra. Um, Is that a selling yeah. point for the school? What's that? Is that a selling point? Is that Do in they the brochure? That. Yes. They actually don't. We'll toughen your skin. That's we'll why you thick we'll skin. We'll toughen your skin yeah. by making fun of your skin. The skin's name actually and... bulletproof. <laughs> um, what are you studying there at Biola? Um, I study journalism with the emphasis in visual. Um, so it's like photojournalism. And I also, um, it's a Christian university, so I have a, a minor in biblical studies. I think it's something that he probably won't say about himself, but I can I can say for him oh, is that he realized that neither journalism nor biblical studies paid at all. Oh, so yeah. his internship is in our sales department. Yeah, yeah. And I, I got to tell you, I have met very few college students who have that much awareness and foresight. Yeah. <laughs> As having done both uh, fields of study, I can tell you, yeah, don't. There's there's no way. Of course, yeah. you have a job. Pretty well paying job. Yeah, indeed. It worked but out that's, for you, but, but that's no one else. out of how right. many. That, uh, what it's more like every application <laughs> I get, you know, for a job, I I typically just laugh at and <laughs> cast in in my trash in the email, and that's what most people in this industry will do to you. So, <laughs> yeah, it's better if the if this is your dream, go ahead and just give up on. It. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks for the advice, Adam. You bet. Really. No so problem. John's gonna play. So's your old man. And um, go ahead and tell us the rules of the game here, Adam. Tell me the rules. Okay, essentially, we're going to ask you questions about uh, famous people's fathers. So you're gonna. So we're going to ask these eight questions, and he has to know the actor and and the old man. Yeah, ideally. Yes. All right. We'll get started. Here's question number one. This actor's old man starred in such classics as Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. And Spartacus. Spartacus. Yeah, I have no clue. The uh, the actor? He had a clue. Michael Douglas. Oh. So, do you know the old man? His old man. Oh, um... Wait, do, he doesn't have the last the same last name, does he? he yes, does. he does. He does. He does. Oh, I have no clue then. Kirk Douglas. Kirk Douglas. Woohoo, one for me. No, no, I'm really. now playing. <laughs> <laughs> Half a point for me. Second question. This former vice president and Vietnam veteran's old man was an anti-Vietnam U.S. senator. Senator. I'll even give you a hint from Tennessee. This former vice president. This former vice president from Tennessee. From Tennessee. And Vietnam veteran's old man was an anti-Vietnam U.S. senator. No clue. Cheney? Is this really bad? No, the uh, no <laughs> the uh, the former vice president, Albert Gore Jr. Albert. His oh. old man, Albert, Albert Gore, Gore Sr. Hmm. Interesting. Did it's not an- know that. Albert Gore. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know too much about him. So now you are O for old man. <laughs> <laughs> Number you're, three. You're working on being an I orphan think, I think my old man would be very disappointed in me. Is yeah. he still alive? No, he totally is, yeah. Like, as far as I know. Like, yeah. y- yesterday, last night when I talked. No, to he totally is. <laughs> is your father still alive? No, he totally is. <laughs> that, that's the hammer dance language. Yeah, so yeah. English is obviously your second language. No, 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 no. This is the, this is the lingo of the streets. Yeah. Um, but if it, you miss 
a bunch of these, and you're working your way on becoming increasingly orphaned. Okay. (laughs) Basically, you're estranged from your old man. I think so. So you start out like... You start out with a good relationship. Okay. Then you kind of go Brady Bunch, where it's a broken family, Mm -hmm. but... (laughs) But you're still close. Still close. And then, uh, okay. Third question. This Milwaukee Brewer second baseman's estranged old man was the only man to hit a home run completely out of Milwaukee County Stadium. Where do you guys get these questions? I looked them up. I wow. It's research. called oldman.com. <laughs> <laughs> I did research. This one, I pulled out of my head. You pulled out of your head. Mm-hmm. That's why it's a little messy. <laughs> well, the I did only, verify You said the Minnesota facts. Twins? Uh, I'll read it again if you'd like. Yeah. This Milwaukee Brewers, Milwaukee second Brewers. baseman's a strange old man, was the only man to hit a home run completely out of Milwaukee County Stadium. Yeah, I'm going to have to pass Maya, do you know? No, I thought it was Her name's else. Maya. Who did you, who did you think? What'd you call me? Maya. Maya. <laughs> he just went off the spell. I was thinking Tim McGraw. Mm. Tim yeah. McGraw's a country singer. Well, right. I know, but, but his dad said, played if, baseball. Right, they were if strange. I had said this country you know, singer's, this country singers right. uh, old man was a famous pitcher. Right. However, in this case, the uh, baseball player's Prince Fielder, his father, Cecil, Cecil. Fielder. Number four. Don't know who that is. Cecil Fielder was a, a kind of a big fat slugger mm-hmm. in the '90s when yeah, I was in high school. Everybody Tigers. liked him. Everybody liked him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number four, this actress's old man was the butt of a joke on Seinfeld when Kramer bought what he thought was his used car. And your question's actually wrong. No, what? Seinfeld bought it. Ah. Was it Jerry who bought the car? Score one. No, it was um, George Costanza. George, George Costanza. Sorry. Let me rephrase it corrected. This actress's old man was the butt of a joke on Seinfeld when George Costanza bought what he thought was his used car. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know a clue on this one either. The father was John Voigt. The actress? Angelina, Angelina Jolie. Jolie. I'm learning a lot today, guys. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this is for, though, is for, for it to be a learning experience. Uh, yeah. We're teaching I'm him I'm the hoping. things Biola won't and yeah. the streets won't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Number five, this United States president's old man was president 24 years before his son. This United States president's old man was president 24 years before his son. Well, 20, wait, 24 years. That's got to be... Is that Bush? No. Because those are the only father-son that, that I know. That would, it would have been eight years. Yeah. Go back a little further. Like all the way back. See, 24 years ago, that would have been... Like, go all the way back. Keep going. Is it like... Almost to the first. If, if you need, I can name all the presidents. <laughs> really fast? It, it might help. Oh, okay. Is I was that, thinking more contemporary. This is like no, way, way back. No. Oh, think back. Gosh. Will it help if I name them? Do you want to name well, them? Well, <laughs> name name the number of the president. Like, what was he like the fourth? President? Oh, I can't. I can't possibly uh, do that. That would be. See, I might be able to do that because I had to memorize like in order. Sure. In high school. I, I don't right. know if you name them, it'll make it too easy. It will make it very easy. But the same names appear that. a couple times. Adams. Huh? Adams. Was that? Is that? That's your guess. That's my guess. It is indeed John Adams. Wow. Who? Well, it's John Quincy Adams. Who's old man? It's John Adams. But, you know, they both work. You can say John Adams and John Adams. <laughs> so, yet again, Biola failed you mm-hmm. in your education. But yeah, I did not learn anything in my U.S. history class. Clearly. <laughs> no, no, but that's I, by I, his own choice. I passed, but... <laughs> and that's a statement Nothing's to Biola's um, grading standards. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Number six. This R&B singer's old man, in addition to being a beloved sitcom actor, penned many of the most recognizable sitcom and game show theme songs of the 80s. This R&B singer's old man, in addition to being a beloved sitcom actor, penned many of the most recognizable sitcom and game show theme songs of the 80s. I'm going to give you a hint, since I can tell that you don't know. Yeah. They're white. Uh, uh, oh, they're white. <laughs> mm-hmm. R&B mm-hmm. was probably meant to throw you off. They're white. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this guy was a beloved sitcom dad. Right. They're... Their family relationship was really thick. Yeah, you could say that. Oh. Blood is thicker than water. Yeah, no. Alan Thick. Growing up, he probably experienced a lot of growing pains. Gro- a lot of growing pains. <laughs> Alan Thick, is that his name? Alan Thick, Alan and Thick the, and the son being current R&B sensation and one of my favorite singers, uh, Robin, Robin Thick. Robin Thick. Thick. Never heard of him. 
Well, or, that shows about your musical well, education. <laughs> Alan Thick. I don't think it was a dad in Growing Pains. Were yeah. you too young for that? Yeah, and I never probably. watched Growing Pains. Because no. you were like, he wrote the theme songs to different strokes and the facts of life and a variety of other uh, I've, I've heard of all these shows I just never watched oh jeez we're old wow. I've never felt older yeah, so old. <laughs> and more angry, never felt more angry. <laughs> darn kids with their <laughs> Nintendos and their cell phones and their full house <laughs> yeah full house was the uh, redheaded stepchild of growing pains yeah I hated that show even when I was a kid I hated that show this number seven, second to last now. Please get one right. Here we go. I'm, I'm trying. Or your internship will be over. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're playing for university credit right now, which apparently, uh, if we look at your U.S. history education, is very easy to come by at Biola. <laughs> number seven, this soulful singer's old man is a world-renowned sitar player. Sitar player. So th- wait, Not guitar player. Sitar. Sitar. This soulful singer's old man is a world-renowned sitar player. Did you guys know any of these answers before you yes. researched? Yes, I did. Well, I've never oh. seen these questions before. Oh, okay. I knew Voight, Adams, Thick. I did not know the Brewers. I knew Gore. Do, do you know this one? Uh, I don't know this one. The moment you hear you it, you'll I. be like, of course, I, I remember that now. That's what you'll think. All I can think... I mean... Either I'm thinking Alicia Keys or Nora Jones. Ah, uh, I think Jones. it's Nora Jones. Jones. I know. Okay, I, was, I know Alicia Keys' dad was like really big into music. Well, I, I, I had heard the Nora Jones story, so yeah. I was thinking and, it was one of those two. And okay. her old man? I don't know. Ravi Shankar. Hmm. I thought it was Ravi Zacharias. <laughs> Ravi Shankar is, of course, famous for introducing the Beatles to sitar music. Well, actually, I think it's Donovan, but uh, huh. he was hugely influential on the Beatles. Interesting. Last Which, one. Oh no! Could that have been some kind of hint? I don't know. Well, I guess we'll just have to see. Number eight. <laughs> this fashion designer's rock star old man mm. was once deported from Japan on drug charges. This fashion designer's rock star old man was once deported from Japan on drug charges. From Japan. Go Maya. Stella McCartney and Paul McCartney. Well done, Maya. Thank you. Well done. I win. I get the internship. <laughs> Seriously, I think she deserves that a little bit more than me. <laughs> it's okay, John Hammerdance. This is one of the one of the more difficult games I think we played. Has. I'm curious to know uh, who listening played played well, played along. Yeah, and no I would go to the age. go to the relevant magazine.com podcast fodder message board and let us know how, let you, us did. Know how you did I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm actually quite curious I want to know if there's a and also post your age because I want to know if there's a generational divide I think that there very well could be I will say okay the one of these the one of these that I pulled out of research rather than just my own head and then got the research to back it up was Stella McCartney uh, mm-hmm. Just because I didn't think of Stella McCartney, I'm guessing people around my age, maybe a lot of this stuff is just kicking around in their heads. So if you, I, yeah, so we wouldn't know if you're over 25 or under 25 and how you did. Yeah. I am over, and I did pretty darn good. Yes, so you got Second 50 percent, which at Biola is a passing grade. <laughs> <laughs> it looks good by comparison <laughs> to an actual Biola student. <laughs> oh man, poor Biola. You're going to leave here pretty much thinking we're the worst people on earth. No, no, I thought that when I walked in here. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. So, oh, I, man, uh, that makes me feel so bad. <laughs> That's Whew. good. All right. It's well, thanks, relief. John Hammerdance. Do you have anything uh, final you want to say in your uh, illustrious and somewhat infamous podcast debut before you hammer uh, um, into the sunset? Well, in my defense, I am under 25 years of age, so... I don't think anyone should judge me for not knowing any of these eight answers. Um, and I guess that's all I have to say. And ladies, if you are interested in meeting John Hammerdance, you can reach him at johnhammerdance at relevantmediagroup.com. <laughs> you actually can. You actually can. can. I set up that email address last week. Right. <laughs> cool. Okay, thanks. Thanks. Cool. See you later. Thanks. While you're standing there, man, you can't touch this. Yo, sound the bell. School is in, sucker. Can't touch this. Give me a song. A rhythm, making them sweat, that's what I'm giving them now. They know, you talk about the hammer, you're talking about a show that's hot and tight. Singles are sweating so fast, I'm a white boy tape. To learn, what's it gonna do in the nice to burn the charts? Legit, either work hard or you might as well quit. That's word, because you know what?
touch this. You're listening to Nora Jones. Just kidding. You're listening to MC Hammer with Can't Touch This. It's John Hammer Dance's theme song. Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought about like how horrible we are to that to that poor kid? No, it's not horrible. It's yeah, all in love. Right. You pick <laughs> on the people yeah. you I like. I usually don't think about. Either. I like John Hammerdance. I do too. He's, he's a good, good kid. He's a good kid. All right. I, I hope he. I hope he understands that. I mean, I'm not going to stop. Right. I just hope he understands. <laughs> well, one day he'll reflect back and understand what we were doing. Yeah. One. And he's day. old and wise like us. Yeah. Like over 25. Right. <laughs> Suddenly uh, he'll think, I, "How did I not get?" John Adams. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so uh, I guess with that, we'll wrap up this week's edition of the podcast. Many thanks to the New Frontiers for stopping by with Dennis and Whitmer. Again, you can check them out at thenewfrontiersmusic.com. And their album is available at anywhere that music is sold. All right. If you can't tell, Lloyd's gone again. It, back into the abyss. Right. It turned out <laughs> that the dream where we found out that he, he didn't really die... Uh, was a dream. It was itself a dream. Like what we so thought. So we were dreaming inside a dream. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So you'll have to tune in next just week. Popped. Yeah, you'll have to tune in next week to see how it turns out. It could be that we're actually in a coma, dreaming all these dreams. <laughs> okay, I'm going to give you some advance notice here. Next week we will do a podcast, but it'll be very difficult. But we will do one. Right. The week after that, no podcast. I'm telling you now. Mm. I don't want to see the na- nasty post. I'm going to be in California. We're going on vacation, people. Well, kind of. I mean, we're meeting meetings, but we'll be in San Francisco and in Los Angeles. I'll be on vacation. You're working. I'm Maya not. will be on vacation <laughs> in San Francisco and Los Angeles. Hey, if you're out there, if you're in San Francisco or Los Angeles uh, and want to do a meetup. Maybe go to Starbucks or something. Hit up some In-N-Out Burger. Uh, I don't know. Facebook me. We'll do that. Face, Facebook me. Um, I'm ca- just search for Cameron Strang on Facebook. Facebook me, and we'll see if, if we get enough people. Maybe we'll do a little meetup. If it's just like two of us, that's a little creepy. If you're anywhere <laughs> where I happen to be, please. I'm so very lonely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I thought you were gonna say, "Don't even come near me." <laughs> you guys want to go to movie, please? <laughs> All right. So uh, with that, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Adam Smith. I'm Maya Strang. We'll see you next week. Relevance Podcast. Anytime, anywhere.